following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk Tampa. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Hi there, I'm Dave Straub, morning host here at Faith Talk Tampa. And October is Pastor Appreciation Month. And this year, Faith Talk Tampa is celebrating 20 years of honoring pastors at our annual Pastor Appreciation Day. So today we want to take a look back and bring you some of the memorable guest speakers that we've had join us over the last 20 years. Over the years, you may have heard of the name Dr. Albert Moeller on our station. He's a member of the Salem Editorial Board, and he serves as president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, the flagship school of the Southern Baptist Convention and one of the largest seminaries in the world. Dr. Moeller joined us at our event in 2014, and right now I want to bring you an excerpt of his speech on that day. Well, greetings to you all. It's wonderful to be in Tampa, and there's no place I'd rather be than with a room filled with pastors. Hear now the word of the Lord from Matthew chapter 16. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven." This is the word of the Lord. It's an amazing passage here in the heart of Matthew's gospel. We come to Matthew chapter 16, and we find ourselves introduced to a very special occasion in the life and ministry of Jesus with his disciples. Our minds and imaginations are drawn back again and again to this very passage because of its declaration of the church. This is the great constitution of the church. Everything we know about the church of the Lord Jesus Christ begins right here in Matthew chapter 16. But it begins in an historical occurrence as Jesus was with his disciples in the region of Caesarea Philippi. Now, as you think about the Holy Land, the region of Caesarea Philippi was unique in this particular context, because it was about as far away from the temple, even as far away from Galilee as you could get. It was the most Gentile territory. It was where Jesus was least likely to be identified and recognized. Every once in a while, Jesus took his disciples away on something that we might call a retreat. He, he wanted to get them into a more private, intimate setting, free from some of the distractions of the crowd who might come up and ask for a question, free from the the 
interventions of those who would come and, and ask for a miracle of healing, free from the intrusions of the Pharisees and the, the scribes and the, the Sadducees. Jesus had his disciples there in the region of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked them, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Who do they say? Well, you look at these even more recent polls, and you see all kinds of things said of Jesus. Here's something that's rather amazing. Most people think they're supposed to say sweet, kind things about Jesus. And so generally, especially in America, when you ask this kind of question, you ask, who is Jesus? They're going to say something that they think is at least positive. They, they don't want to say anything negative, so they say something they think is positive. He's a, he's a, a teacher. He's a, a spiritual guide. He is a, a wonder worker. He's a man of peace. They'll say these kinds of things. Well, the kind of confusion that you have today is as old as the life and ministry of Jesus. It, it's evident in the answers the disciples gave. He asked them, who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah. Or one of the prophets. Well, that's confusion. But it's confusion rooted in a certain kind of accurate anticipation. After all, they understand that there is a connection between Jesus and John the Baptist. That, that's not a mistake. There is a connection. But it is John the Baptist who came to prepare the way for Jesus. It is John the Baptist who pointed to Christ and said, Behold the Lamb of God. It is John the Baptist, who understood himself literally to be fulfilling the prophecy of Elijah in making clear the way of the Lord. Those who heard Jesus speak heard refrains from the prophets, especially from Jeremiah, the call for a new heart and a very clear message of repentance. And so the confusion that is rooted here is actually kind of a, a well-informed confusion, if there could be such a thing. But it's a confusion all the, all the same. There, there is going to be no one who, whose life is transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ who thinks that Jesus is John the Baptist or Jeremiah or Elijah or one of the prophets. Hell will be filled with people who thought well of Jesus. It's a haunting recognition that hell is going to be filled with lots of people who thought only positive thoughts about Jesus, but they never actually knew who he was. And they never believed on him. Now, you think of what it would be to be with Jesus in that setting. As Jesus turned to the disciples, you can imagine the intensity of the moment when he said, Who do they say that I am? That's a tough thing to answer. But the second question is far tougher. Jesus turned to his own and asked, But who do you say that I am? I hear people all the time say, the, the apostles, the disciples, they must have been so privileged to have been there with Jesus. They, they were there. They saw the miracles. They, they experienced the exchanges between Jesus and the Pharisees, Jesus and the scribes. They, they, they saw Jesus having supper with sinners. They, they heard Jesus preach the Sermon on the Mount. It must have been something to have been there. Yes, it would have had to have been infinitely a blessing to have been there. But we have today... Right now, what the disciples did not have, we have the Holy Scriptures. Also in 2014, we were honored to have Jim Daly be our keynote speaker. Jim, of course, the president of Focus on the Family. You can hear him on the radio program weekday mornings here on Faith Talk Tampa. And back in 2014, Jim told the story of him taking over the lead at Focus on the Family and wondered if he had to have the perfect family to do so. Let's listen into some of his presentation that day. 
Hey, uh, that was, man, that was, this is a good, I've done these for Salem across the country. You guys, I mean, diamonds and cruises. That's incredible. Your sponsors at the station, they're taking good care of you. And yeah, give them a hand. That's great. Give them a hand. You know, I'm walking down the hall one day with Don Hodell, and uh, Don says to me, you know, Dr. Dobson, the board and I, we've decided <laughs> you're the guy to take it forward. I start laughing. Because I think, you know, Dr. Dobson, Don Hodell. No, I can't sing. But, the, you know, I'm thinking, it's Jim who? <laughs> and that's okay. It's God's way, isn't it? It's so funny how God works. Um, if you look at it, the irony of ironies is Dr. Dobson, Ph.D. in child development. He was at USC in Southern California. The one thing about taking over from Dr. Dobson, oh no, my wife said, do we have to be a perfect family? <laughs> because we are not a perfect family. And we're quite normal, dysfunctional. <laughs> is there a perfect family out here? I had, I've talked to thousands of people. One person in that whole time has put their hand up to this voicemail that Troy, the youngest son, left us to prove that we're not a perfect family. Hi, Mommy. Chicken actually was dumb enough to um, get the battery I put my tongue on the mini jump cable and actually plug it in the DVD player in the Hey, my name is Paul Pickering with All Pro Pastors. I want to thank WTBN for this great event. The pastor appreciation is terrific that they plan their pastor appreciation in the month of October, which is Pastor Appreciation Month. 
I'll have to say that the speaker today, oh my goodness, Jim Daly, he hit a home run. It was, to me, the best speaker that I have seen in any one of these events. Not only did he grip our heart, he was an encourager, he was funny, but he was down to earth truthful. And it's something that pastors, we need, you need, we all need. And again, I want to thank WTBN, Barb Yoder, the whole team for doing a superb job. God bless you. Thank you very much. Now, of course, these events couldn't happen without our sponsors. Word of Life Bible Institute has been the lead sponsor of our Pastor Appreciation Day for many years. Word of Life creates faith-defining experiences that give students and families the opportunity to encounter God and grow in their spiritual walk. Through camps, the Bible Institute Youth Ministries, and International Ministries, Word of Life is a catalyst for lasting life change and eternal impact. And you can learn more about Word of Life at their website, wol.org. Right now, let's hear from Rich Andrews. He's the director of Word of Life Florida. My name is Rich Andrews. Uh, I have the privilege of directing the ministry of Word of Life in Hudson, Florida. And uh, over the last few years, uh, we have just enjoyed a great partnership with WTBN and ministering to local pastors. And that's why I love being here at the pastor, uh, the pastor's luncheon, uh, being able to see a lot of familiar faces, but also seeing some new faces and uh, hearing about what God is doing here in the greater Tampa Bay area. And we'll be back with more speakers from the past 20 years of Pastor Appreciation Day events. You're listening to Faith Talk Tampa. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv and on local now, channel 525. Hey, it's Tim Cooper with Health Plan Network. If you pay for your own health insurance or you're looking for coverage, do not go online shopping for quotes. You'll get endless calls from call centers and they will not stop. Instead, call me, an expert with over 26 years experience, and I can provide sound advice for your health insurance needs. My Freedom of Choice plan lets you pick your doctors, and it's 30 to 60% lower cost than Obamacare. The monthly premiums are independent of your income, so there'll be no surprise tax bills. If you pay for your own health insurance, you're uninsured, you're on COBRA, or your employer coverage is just too expensive, call me, Tim Cooper, at 813-212-2580. That's 813-212-2580, or go to healthplannetwork.net. That's healthplannetwork.net, and we can custom design a plan that's managed by you, not the government. The Attorney Patrick Smith Show. Appreciate it very much. Well, I appreciate your kind words. You're exactly why we do this show, Ellen. Thank you for calling. Okay. All right, you're listening to the Attorney Patrick Smith Show. I'm your host, Attorney Patrick Smith. Charlie, welcome to the Attorney Patrick Smith Show. Hi, I have the same feelings about your program that everybody else is telling you, that it's a great show, you do a great job, and I listen to it every week. We appreciate your faithful listenership, Charlie. How can I help you today? Listen to the Attorney Patrick Smith Show, Saturday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk Radio. Following segment was pre recorded for broadcast at this time.
Hey, welcome back here on Faith Talk Tampa. I'm Dave Straub. Today we're taking a look back at some of the most memorable speakers of our Pastor Appreciation Day events over the last 20 years. In 2015, we were honored to have A.R. Bernard as our keynote speaker. A.R. Bernard is a senior pastor at Christian Cultural Center in Brooklyn, New York. Pastor Bernard left a 10-year banking career to follow the call of God on his life to full-time ministry. And today, his church has a membership of more than 32,000 people. And Jesus said, if, if we lose our flavor, which means if we become insipid, which means we are no longer a stimulant to the society, a challenge to the society, when we're no longer strong in the context of that society, then it remains that we are left to be removed from the society and eventually trampled on. That's an interesting word, trampled in the Greek, because it has two meanings. Uh, one is, is to be physically accosted, offended. But the second meaning of trample, all right, is to diminish in influence so that our words, our values, and our presence have no worth to the society in which we live. And Jesus said, that's a crisis when that begins to happen. And yet, we're seeing it playing out right before our eyes. I, um, as I shared, I went into the nation of Islam. You know why? I was trying to resolve the identity crisis. My, my father was white, Spaniard, and my mother, black, descendants, Africans, all right, that came to the Americas and then eventually uh, for work, went from uh, Antigua to Panama to work on the Canal Zone. And so my, my crisis was I was caught in between. And when I was growing up in, 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 on the streets of New York, I, 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 was, I was to some too light to be black and to whites too dark to be white. So I went the radical route and leaned in a very black direction. So I went into the nation of Islam. And that helped to give me a sense of order and, and, and racial and cultural identity, but it didn't give me God. And there was that something inside that only the true God could satisfy. No matter how many other elements of identity was supposedly resolved. It's not until that night with Nikki Cruz talking and talking as I was sharing Spanglish because I could hardly understand what he was saying. <laughs> and I didn't have the language because I didn't know about born again, Holy Spirit, saved. I, I didn't have that language. I had no idea. Anointing. I, I had no idea. I know now that that's what that, that's what, what that worked. So it didn't matter whether he could speak good English or not. That night, something deep and profound happened inside of my heart. And I heard two things as I was sharing at the table. Number one, I'm the God that you're looking for. And I knew intuitively that it was Christ. I knew that. I couldn't explain it. I couldn't explain it. And my wife was with me that night. And she looked and she knew something happened. Because uh, I had a secretary, Pentecostal secretary. I mean, real Pentecostal. <laughs> Real Pentecostal. Everything was sin. Everything was sin. And the only jewelry you could wear is your wedding ring. That was it. And she witnessed to me, and I, again, I have the language now. She was giving me these little tracks uh, for a year. And she, Daisy Lopez, love Daisy, appreciate Daisy Lopez. 
and she worked with me. And I, I, read, I read about Jesus. I, I, I read the Bible, but I didn't have the Holy Spirit in me, so I, I couldn't see. I didn't have a lens that was clear enough. And uh, so uh, what, what intrigued me was her childlike faith in this Jesus. So she drew me to the person. And she invited me to a meeting with this guy, Nikki Cruz. I had no, I just heard he was a, a, a former leader of the Mau Mau gangs. And to me, that sounded bad. <laughs> so I wanted to see this guy, hear what he had to say. So I went. And that night, Jesus Christ got hold of me. And I heard, I'm the God you're looking for. I knew intuitively that was Jesus. Second thing, I and my word are one. And, and that, that took away all of the images of a white Jesus with blue eyes, like in the movie. And the, and, and, and the, the Jesus in the Far East with slanted eyes. Because, you know, in every culture, Jesus has certain features. <laughs> Come on, you got to travel. you got to get out more, folks. Okay? <laughs> that didn't matter anymore. Christianity was no longer the religion of the oppressor used to colonize us. All of a sudden, it was truth. It was life. It was light. It was love. And I fell into this relationship, not with the institution, but with the person. And to this day, I'm still intrigued and fascinated by the person. I'm working on the institution. <laughs> but the person. And representing the person in a rapidly changing culture and society within the context of the local church and understanding my role and the church's role as a prophetic voice, as a moral voice, as a redemptive voice, as a humanitarian voice, I'm telling you, I could not ask for a better job than the job that I have. And that's why when I was asked for, to run for mayor of New York City, legitimately so, they had millions of dollars ready to get behind me. I thought about it. I thought about it. My wife said, Gracie Manson sounds nice. But I thought about it, and I realized that there is no greater platform, God-given platform, than the platform that he's given us to speak into the hearts and lives of people and the society in which we live. These are exciting times. These are very prophetic times. And we have a prophetic responsibility as a church to be on the cutting edge. We may have to change some of our methods. We may have to change some of our structure. But we can do it without compromising our convictions. That's my encouragement to you today. Daniel spoke the language, wore the clothes, even took on the name and his title in, the, in Nebuchadnezzar's court would offend some radical Christians today because he was called the Prince of the Magicians. Interesting title. You'd have probably rejected that job. Daniel took it, but he drew the line when it came to his faith and his relationship with his God. And he had a conviction, not a preference, a conviction. And it was that conviction that he held on to and that held on him in a totally foreign culture. Ah, oh, these are wonderful times to be pastoring in. And there are no small churches or only small thinking. Don't be plagued by it. Let God use you 
in a great way. God bless you, and thank you. And that was A.R. Bernard, our 2015 keynote speaker, to our Pastor Appreciation event. And we'll be back with more speakers from the past 20 years of Pastor Appreciation Day here on Faith Talk Tampa. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. W-282-CI Tampa, W-271-CY Lakeland, W-262-CP Bayonet Point. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Or listen on TuneIn and Odyssey. This is an SRA News special report, a new House Speaker. 220 votes for Congressman Mike Johnson of Louisiana. Therefore, the Honorable Mike Johnson of the state of Louisiana, having received a majority of the votes cast, is duly elected Speaker of the House of Representatives for the 118th Congress. GOP Representative Elise Stefanik of New York says Johnson is a proven leader with a track record of notable accomplishments in the House. Mike is a titan on the Judiciary Committee and a dedicated member of the House Armed Services Committee. And as vice chair of our conference, he has united all of our members to speak clearly and boldly on behalf of the American people. Johnson picked up an important nod of support ahead of the vote from former President Donald Trump. He was the fourth candidate Republicans nominated to replace Kevin McCarthy. The Republican majority has been without a speaker for three weeks. This has been an SRA News special report. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Donald Trump Travel Cats is your travel industry friend, offering you a superior travel experience at incredible group rates to customize destinations around the world. Travel Cats also has partnered this year with MSC Cruises to give away a stunning cruise for two to a deserving pastor at this year's Pastors Appreciation Event. Learn how Travel Cats can help you with all of your travel needs at TravelCats.com. That's Travel, K-A-T-Z, TravelCats.com. Travel Cats, travel made easy. Patrick was way behind on his IRS taxes. I was in way over my head. The total amount ended up being somewhere just over $30,000. $30,000. Then the IRS came to collect. Started getting letter after letter. A lien had been filed against me. They were going to basically like hang me completely out to dry. He had to do something. That's when I reached out to Optima Tax Relief. Patrick's life quickly got a lot easier. It was very easy. Pretty much hands off, you know. They picked up the ball and ran with it. And how did I couldn't believe it. I had to ask like two or three times. I saved an incredible amount of money. How does Patrick feel about Optima? Couldn't be happier. They definitely helped me. Optima Tax Relief, the best place to call. They're the best in the business. Do what Patrick did and call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Here's Dr. Charles Stanley, keeping believers in touch with God. When you think about your gifts, in what way or ways do you express those gifts? Opportunities come your way. You have a particular vocation because God gave you an opportunity to understand your abilities and talents and skills. So you chose a particular vocation. He gave you the opportunity to educate yourself. He gave you the opportunity, whatever it will be required of you, to equip you for that and to get you ready for that. Well, God, listen, God saved you and me, not only because He loves us, but for the purpose, listen, of also sharing the truth that saved us with the whole world of people. For help and hope from God's Word, Visit In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley 
at intouch.org. Join AM 930 The Answer's national radio host and conservative icon, Sebastian Gorka, on the Great American Cigar Tour. Brought to you by Todd Saylor and Wired Differently and Midas Gold Group. Coming Wednesday, November 15th at 7 p.m. to the Corona Cigar Company at 22 North Lemon Avenue in Sarasota. We'll discuss politics and life with great cigars. Plus, an exclusive book signing by Todd Saylor with his new book, You Will Be Done. For details, visit TheAnswerSarasota.com. The following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Hey, welcome back to our special presentation of Dave Strop, morning host here at Faith Talk Tampa. October is Pastor Appreciation Month. And this year we're celebrating 20 years of honoring pastors at our annual Pastor Appreciation Day. And today we want to take a look back and bring you some of the most memorable guest speakers who have joined us over the past 20 years. In 2016, our keynote speaker was Bob Lapine. Bob was a longtime co-host of Family Life Today. He's also author of many books with a focus on building a strong marriage. And right now I want to bring you an excerpt of his speech on that day in 2016. Thank you all very much. Privileged to be here with you in Tampa. I've looked forward to this. So I want to bring you a text this morning, or this afternoon, excuse me, a text that uh, from the New Testament written by the Apostle Paul. He was in prison in Rome, imprisoned for his faith. He was writing to a fellow pastor, his protege, Timothy. And here's what he said to Timothy. This is 2 Timothy 4, beginning at verse 1. Paul says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. And will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. My friends, here we are in a day when people have accumulated for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and have turned away from listening to truth and wandered off into myths. In fact, I'm going to go one step further. We live in a culture today where I think people have gone crazy when it comes to the issue of gender and marriage. Things that were once simple, common sense, rational beliefs have now been set aside and things that have always been understood as being wrong are now said to be right. Today it's called progress. The Bible calls it something else. It calls it foolishness. Many voices today saying, well, it's about time that we broke free from these gender stereotypes and all the hate. And I'm saying we've lost our minds. In the environment which we now live, in the environment in which we are called to minister, for us to say that a man is a man or a woman is a woman is considered by some to be hate. These are the people that Paul wrote to Timothy about and charged him, said, preach the word. 
in season or out of season, whether it's favorable or unfavorable, you must tell what is true. In fact, earlier in the letter, Paul says to Timothy, the Lord's servant, this is Second this is Timothy 2, the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. They may come to their senses and escape from the stare of the devil after being captured to do his will. We live in a day where people have lost their minds and desperately need to come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil around issues related to marriage and sexuality and gender. And God is calling us to preach the word with kindness, with gentleness, without being quarrelsome, and, uh, with, and enduring evil in the process. Now here's my question for you. Do you agree that the way we should do this ought to be the way that Jesus would do it? Okay, let me ask you, would Jesus do this by proclaiming what is true? Would Jesus do this by also being full of grace? Which would he do more, be full of truth or full of grace? Oh, it's both. It's not half one, half the other? John says in John chapter 1, we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. So here's my outline for our talk. We're going to talk about how do we tell what's true and how do we do it with grace. It's a very simple process that we're called to. How do we tell what's true and how do we do it with grace? Grace is not simply a way you act when you meet people. That's being gracious. Grace is proactively seeking to bless those who disagree with you. Bless your enemies. Give them something they don't deserve. In fact, it sounds like what Jesus told us to do. Love your enemy. Pray for those who despitefully use you. How are you doing on that score? Listen, friends, we have not reached the end of the line on this subject. If you think that once we get the bathrooms figured out, it's all going to take care of itself from then on, we're not near the end. Two weeks ago, Modern Family, one of the top programs on television today, introduced its first transgender character. A little eight-year-old child. We, we are being culturally reprogrammed. And if you don't go along with the programming, it will not go well for you. Romans 1 describes what happens. It talks about how when you do not see fit to acknowledge God, God gives them up to a debased mind to do what ought not be done. In Joshua chapter 1, God says to Joshua, have I, not remind, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That's why we can be courageous, because God goes with us. I hope we will not shy away from addressing these issues. I hope we'll teach the whole counsel of God. But I hope anybody who hears us addressing these things will hear kindness and compassion and love in our voices. And that was Bob Lapine, our 2016 keynote speaker at our Pastor Appreciation event. In 2018, we were honored to have Dr. Mark Bailey as our keynote speaker. At the time, he was the president of the Dallas Theological Seminary and senior professor of the Bible Exposition. Let's listen in to his talk that day in 2018. It is a privilege to be here. This is probably uh, one of the best uh, privileges and probably my favorite audience is uh, those who are in ministry and especially pastors. 
I would like to take you to Luke chapter 7. And it says, when all the people, in verse 29, and the tax collectors heard this, they acknowledged God's justice, having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected God's purpose for themselves. That's a fun theological conversation to have with somebody. They rejected God's purpose for themselves, not having been baptized by John. Uh, You can't tell a book by its cover, but many times it's important to uh, look at the cover to understand the book. Context is everything in Scripture, and so this is the uh, bookends in front of a narrative that I want to share with you uh, today. Uh, The front end is Pharisees who reject God's purpose for themselves. On the back end is another passage. If you turn over to chapter 8 and verses 1 to 3, It says, soon afterwards, that's after that narrative we're going to tell you about, he began going about from one city and village to another, proclaiming and preaching the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. And also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and sicknesses, women of uh, questionable and and, and unfortunate circumstances. Mary, who was called Magdalene from Magdala, Uh, from whom seven demons had gone out. Here is a woman who, whether she dabbled in the occult and got oppressed or whether uh, she uh, had just been, uh, you know, influenced by demonic activity in her life, we're not sure. But Mary Magdalene had seven demons cast out of her at some point, either all at once or periodically in her life. Mary, a woman of very questionable background in the occult from whom seven demons had gone out. I'm here today by invitation, and I'm so grateful, because uh, when asked what would I speak on, they asked what's close to your heart, and we talked about a couple of things, and this is where we landed. Because I'm convinced, men and women, that uh, you and I need to hear, and we need to develop an understanding to be able to hold some things in a holy tension as we navigate the uh, climate of our culture, uh, the divided voices that are clamoring to be heard, uh, the elevated uh, lack of civility, the uh, unquestioned illogical conclusions, the electronic gossip of social media. We who stand and represent Jesus Christ in ministry need to have a, a triangle of influence A triangle of influence that uh, at the apex has courage. And uh, at the two corners of that uh, triangle have conviction and compassion. There are times that you and I need to be courageous to uh, speak up for biblical conviction. And there's times that we'll fly in the face of public opinion when we uh, have the courage to extend godly compassion. It's going to take courage to do both. And we can stop in Romans 1 and condemn those in our culture, or we can continue reading and find ourselves within Romans 1 to 3 and all of us in desperate need of the grace of God. It's in this passage that we have a a question that Jesus raises in light of Pharisees who reject God's purpose for themselves and women of unquestionable or questionable and unknown backgrounds who uh, 
are involved in ministry and contributing to the needs of Jesus in his ministry, that Jesus asks a penetrating question in verse 31 of chapter 7. To what shall I compare the men of this generation and what are they like? They're like children who sit in the marketplace. And he says, and they call out to one another and they say, we played the flute for you and you didn't dance. We sang a dirge and you didn't weep. And then he illustrates it because as the two questions that I asked at the beginning of my talk, uh, some of you got scared out of hell and into heaven because uh, of a message like John the Baptist. Because he says, for John the Baptist has come eating no bread and drinking no wine. And yet you say he has a demon. But the son of man has come eating and drinking. And you say, behold, a gluttonous man and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. He said, you know, we gave you the message of judgment. That was John. John is the one who came thundering out of the wilderness. He he, he was dressed like Elijah. He ate like Elijah. He preached like Elijah. He probably smelled like Elijah. And his was repent or else. Luke chapter 3, repent and bring forth fruits in keeping with repentance. For the axe is laid at the root of the tree. Every tree that doesn't bear fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. His was turn or burn, shake or bake, fly or fry. That's John the Baptist. Jesus came along and said, what are you doing for lunch? Let's go to dinner. And he got condemned for the kinds of people with whom he was eating. If hell didn't scare you and heaven hasn't called you, Jesus in essence says, I don't have any other message. Because hell is real and heaven is too. And those are two eternal destinies and there isn't a third. So he says, what else can I have? So he uh, says wisdom will show up in its children. That's his phrase. Wisdom is vindicated by all her children. In other words, a wise person responds to the message, whether that be a message of impending judgment, which is always a message of grace to get it right before you ever have to face judgment, or it's a message of love and a right response to grace when wooed to the Savior. That was Dr. Mark Bailey, our 2018 keynote speaker at our Pastor Appreciation event. And we'll be back with more speakers from the past 20 years of Pastor Appreciation Day events here on Faith Talk Tampa. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Think the government is spying on you? Wait until you learn the entire truth from Swiss America, the trusted leader in precious metals for 40 years. Let's just say you might want to think twice before making a bank withdrawal these days because somebody could be watching. It's true. Let Swiss America educate you about how banks are required to spy on us for the government and report any behavior they deem suspicious. You'll be shocked when you read the secret war on cash from Swiss America, which is really a war against all freedom-loving Americans. It's free to Salem listeners. Get your free copy of The Secret War on Cash by calling or texting 800-630-1495. That's 800-630-1495. This war includes digital currencies too, so please get and read The Secret War on Cash free by calling or texting right now at 800-630-1495. 800-630-1495. Message and data rates may apply. This is an urgent news alert from the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. The people of Israel are at war. Hamas terrorists have launched thousands of rockets into Israel. More than 900 innocent Israelis have been killed, women and children kidnapped. 
president and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, Yael Eckstein. What's happening right now in Israel is Israel's 9-11. I'm coming to you today to say Israel is under attack and we need your help now. It can't wait. It can't wait an hour. It can't wait a day. And it certainly can't wait a week. We need emergency supplies on the ground in Israel now. Many are calling this act of terror the worst in Israel's history. Your emergency gift of $45 will help save Jewish lives and provide critical essentials needed right now. Bishop Paul Lanier, chairman of the U.S. Board for the Fellowship. Israel is at war. Terrorists have egregiously, violently, viciously violated the territory, the sanctity, the sovereignty of Israel. My assignment, yours, is to help give and to provide sustenance, food, medicine. It's important. It really matters. And I'm asking you now, with all that I can say, please, please give. With an emergency gift today of just $45 to the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, you'll help make it possible to provide emergency medical needs for those injured, water, food, bomb shelter construction, and much more. Please call now. Make your emergency gift to help save and protect God's chosen people of Israel. 800-845-7766. 800-845-7766. That's 800-845-7766. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here with some final thoughts on the Bill Bunkley Show on this Tuesday afternoon. As we're broadcasting on Salem Radio all across the central portion of the state of Florida. You know, I want to give you some final words because there's a lot of moving parts that are going on in America and around the globe. And they are moving parts that none of which take the Lord by surprise. And we are not to be worried If we are sealed with him, born-again Christians, and Jesus Christ is your Savior, there's there's a reason to be concerned, there's a reason to be informed, there's a reason to know how to pray, but there's not a reason to worry and be stressed. Doesn't mean we won't be in some worrisome, distressed times, but I want to tell you, 
that when Jesus comes, I'm reminded in Revelation 36 and following. When Jesus comes, when Jesus comes, but concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son. This is Jesus talking on the Mount of Olives to his followers. And he told them, gentlemen, ladies, whoever's gathered there as he was, he was teaching them, I don't know when the time is because that part of my unhumanity that I came to the earth to, to live, I suppose that now that he's back in heaven and he's assumed his full um, godly uh, responsibilities, I would think that maybe he knows now when he's coming again, but he didn't know while he was here. Verse 38, for as in those days before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. In in decades and decades of building that ark out in the desert, being ridiculed and laughed at. And then the flood came. And then they were all swept away. When you think about that, that is the sobering thing that I want to remind you. Because Jesus in verse 39, and I speak this to those of you who are unsaved. I speak to those of you who are prodigals that really need to come back to the Lord. In the same way, that was a great shock. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in a field, one will be taken, and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taking, one will left. Therefore, and here's what I leave you with, stay awake, pay attention, be prayed up. Because I don't know and you don't know on what day the Lord is coming. And keep in mind that that's given to us in Revelation. So be encouraged. I am encouraged. It's pretty awesome that we're going to be included in the in the moments of these end times. So as we wrap up today's show, you know, almost every day we can look at the news. And if we say, Lord, look at this, knowing you're not been taken by surprise, and ask the Lord to give you illumination. Because these are indeed exciting times. And remember, a lot of the people that we interact with, they've been blinded. They can't see, they don't understand, they don't have the wisdom from a godly point of view that you have now that you've accepted Jesus, and that Holy Spirit has taken up residence in your body, because your body is the Holy Spirit. Please, brother and sister, don't take that indwelling of the Holy Spirit lightly, because that's where the strength comes from. 
That's where your power comes from. That's where the Lord operates from. And I tell you what, whenever I get a little bit concerned or I go have one of those oh my moments, "Ah, okay, Lord, I lift up my hands, praise you. You got everything under control. So practice that, but keep your prayer journal ready every, every day for the Bill Bunkley Show, and we'll keep you informed. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. My name is William Yank. I'm a 23-year-old, three-time leukemia survivor. One evening, my roommate was trying to talk to me, and I responded to him in a delirium of mess and confusion, and he said, we're going to the ER immediately, and came back with leukemia. They started me on chemos, they started me on a bunch of antibiotics, but the chemo wasn't exactly working. So my oncologist decided that he wanted to try me with CAR-T cell therapy. And it worked. Leukemia Lymphoma Society was this unforeseen blessing for me because I wouldn't have been able to get CAR-T cell therapy. We are about nine months uh, post-transplant and feeling very healthy, strong, And I live. To give or get help, visit LLS.org. Are you ready to thrive in a career with meaning and purpose? Consider a new and rewarding career as a financial advisor at Thrivent. You'll have the support of a Fortune 500 company backed by a 100-year legacy. Thrivent's team in Tampa Bay is growing and looking for candidates who are entrepreneurial, results-driven, and inspired by the promise of helping others reach their financial goals. Thrivent offers a values-driven culture, competitive benefits, and great earning potential. Call 407-942-1332 or visit thrivent.com careers. Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 wtbn pinellas park wtwd plant city wlcc brandon faith talk tampa online at letstalkfaith.com download the faith talk tampa app with srn news i'm bob agnew in washington Therefore, the Honorable Mike Johnson of the state of Louisiana, having received a majority of the votes cast, is duly elected Speaker of the House of Representatives for the 118th Congress. 220 votes for Congressman Mike Johnson of Louisiana. Interim House Speaker Pro Tem Patrick Mahenry making the announcement there. GOP Representative Elise Stefanik of New York says Johnson is a proven leader with a track record of notable accomplishments in the House. Mike is a titan on the Judiciary Committee and a dedicated member of the House Armed Services Committee. And as vice chair of our conference, he has united all of our members to speak clearly and boldly on behalf of the American people. Johnson picked up an important nod of support ahead of the vote from Donald Trump. And we get more details on the vote today from House correspondent Edwin Mora. 
Johnson cleared the 217 vote threshold needed to win the gavel on the House floor, receiving the support of all but one Republican who chose not to vote. The final tally was 220 to 209. Johnson won his party's nomination Tuesday night, hours after Majority Whip Tom Emmer from Minnesota was forced to withdraw from the race amid GOP opposition. Johnson's election brings more than three weeks of gridlock to an end. That is Edwin Mora reporting. The U.N. Secretary General defending his remarks to the Security Council this week about the Israel-Hamas war. I am shocked by the misrepresentations by some of my statement yesterday in the Security Council as if, as if I was justifying acts of terror by Hamas. Israel's U.N. ambassador said the comments were a disgrace and that Antonio Guterres did not retract or apologize. This is SRN News. This decade. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, switching to MediShare can save you even more than usual on top of what you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, especially given how inflation is affecting us. And MediShare is the affordable, reliable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves about $500 a month. You might save even more. And MediShare is a Christian community that's been sharing each other's healthcare costs for 30 years now, and they're making it easier than ever. Apply by October 31st, and you can save an additional $150 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, but just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. It's 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45. Franklin Graham has been visiting Hawaii. Michael Harrington reports. It was no vacation. The leader of Samaritan's Purse was in Maui to offer encouragement to people who lost their homes in the massive August wildfire and to get an update on efforts by his ministry to clean up and rebuild. Graham says he met an 81-year-old pastor whose church was burned down and who was hoping to see it rebuilt in his lifetime. Samaritan's Purse is going to try and see that done. More than 2,200 homes and other structures were destroyed or damaged. Michael Harrington, SRN News. Authorities in Uganda have prevented attacks on two churches by a Muslim terror group. International Christian Concern reports that bombs were set to go off at the church buildings on Sunday, but the police were tipped off and managed to defuse them in time. The attempted bombings are being blamed on the uh, Allied Democratic Forces. That's the name of a terrorist group that's been operating in Uganda and attacking Christians for nearly 30 years. This is SRN News. Hi, this is Bill Bunkley. If you are employed in the healthcare industry, I want to ask you, are you getting the most you can out of your relationship with your employer and, more importantly, the relationship you have with your patients? If you are not where you want to be in your career, I want you to consider working for Care Team Home Health Care. Care Team has repeatedly been recognized by the Tampa Bay Times as one of the top workplaces in Tampa Bay, which is an incredible honor. The care team environment is that of a collaboration where everybody on the team works together to give their patients the best care. Meaningful job assignments. Pay is commensurate with experience. This is a family-run Tampa company with deep roots in our Christian community. RNs, LPNs, home health care aides, certified nurse assistants, care team is adding to their team. 
Apply in person at 3311 West Kennedy Boulevard in Tampa. You can learn more at careteamhomecare.com. That's careteamhomecare.com. Following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. On the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. And I welcome you today. And um, I want to talk about something that uh, is very much a part of a biblical principle, but maybe one that hasn't really been discussed as much as some of the others. Now, when we talk about a Christian's walk, they have character, they have integrity, they have long-suffering, they have knowledge. All of those are probably biblical concepts that uh, either alone or in combination with other character traits We've spent a fair amount of time uh, down through the ages talking about those words. But I thought of one of the words that's a very important biblical concept that we may not have drilled down on, at least not uh, recently. Have you ever thought of the word prudence or Someone who's being prudent. Because I think that if we spend a little bit of time drilling down on that today, I think it may give you some additional thoughts in terms of uh, how to go a little bit deeper with Jesus Christ uh, from this day forward. So what about this word? What about prudence and prudent? One definition is the ability to govern and discipline oneself by the use of reason. Now, reason's an interesting word because reason is what the Lord Jesus Christ used to communicate with the religious rulers of the day. You've heard the, the phrase, come, let's reason together. Now, of course, the the idea about uh, having that personal discipline and uh, if you're going to be in a position of, of, of governing people, you could be an elected leader, you could be a leader in your church, it could also mean just governing um, in your family. And uh, another look at the word prudence as well as prudent. It is the skill and the good judgment in the use of resources. He was prudent. She was prudent. 
and she used the materials wisely. She exercised a prudent decision. Now, one last aspect, because we're going to be looking at prudent and prudence as it appears in scriptures. It's also exercising caution or circumspection as to something that's before you that could be a danger or a risk. He took the prudent way around the disaster. He was prudent as he avoided the danger. And by the way, prudent or prudence is is a biblical principle, as I mentioned uh, at the uh, beginning of our discussion. In Proverbs 8:12, one of the wisdom scriptures, the Bible says, "I wisdom dwell with prudence." And I find knowledge and discretion. So here we start with wisdom. And by the way, when you study wisdom, you know that wisdom was before the ages. Wisdom was there when creation was coming to be. Wisdom was there before the earth was formed. Wisdom has been right there at at, at the creator's side from the absolute very beginning. But then what do you match with that wisdom? Well, dwell with prudence. It's like under one roof. It's one thing to have the head knowledge of wisdom. It's another thing to have the the ability to, well, exercise some of the decision, the, the definition we were just talking about, um, using the reason, God's reasoning to implement his wisdom. And as you follow that, 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 that learning path, that's where you then come into the knowledge and then also the discretion. Discretion is another one of those words we may talk about uh, in a future uh, opportunity. Now, we talked about the fact that one of the aspects of prudence was to, you know, be cautious about what's before you. Well, look what we find in Proverbs 27. The prudent. And part of this is asking yourselves, are you prudent? The prudent sees danger and hides himself. But the simple go on and suffer for it. You know, with all the choices that you have, the millions of decisions you'll make in a year, how many decisions just today? The idea is is that you can exercise wisdom that dwells with prudence. And when you are having that before you because of you've made it a part of your heart, a part of your soul to follow the Lord and his principles, you, you see the danger and what do you do? You hide yourself. You protect yourself because you are prudent enough to see it ahead. But the Bible says the simple go on and suffer for it. So oftentimes, 
when you make foolish decisions and you don't exercise prudence, most often you're going to suffer for it. Sometimes it's minor suffering. Sometimes it is extensive suffering. But usually you're going to pay the price. I think about the, 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 the sexual principles of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and his instructions that, you know, sex is between a married man and a married woman. That's a binary situation. In that situation alone is what sex was created for, for the enjoyment between a married couple. Now, imagine all the woes and the worries, the people who, well, are living together, the people who are single, out and about in the single scene, having multiple partners, all of the different uh, configurations now of uh, the multiple genders and and uh, everybody's right in their own eyes. Uh, but you know, all you have to look at some of the some of the statistics about the prices that are paid for that lack of prudence. And uh, when you look at the idea that if we were to follow the wisdom of scriptures, how absolutely safer we would be following what he has in mind for us each and every day. Proverbs 15.5 also talks about the family situation. A fool despises his father's instruction. But listen to this. Whoever heeds reproof is prudent. If somebody gives you some some criticism, do you get ticked off or do you consider it? Do you... Do you see that reproof sometimes is prudent? Maybe the correction today might save you from danger tomorrow. The reproof today may have you to choose a less risky route tomorrow. And that's prudence. And and prudence is something that it goes hand in hand with so many of the other reproofs. And it's it's very much about exercising wisdom and making those choices. For you see that we study the scriptures after accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. We have an onboard um, um Assistant, if you will, not an assistant, but an onboard source, the Holy Spirit, who assists us in giving us a lot of promptings throughout the day. Could be in our mind, our consciousness. And you know, if we're getting ready to do something that's not prudent, that alarm bell can shout out in our consciousness. It can tell us danger. Risk, adverse reputation. And so throughout the day, how many decisions do you make 
And we often talk about whether it's fool or foolish, wise or foolish. But how about whether your decision is, is, is what you're about to do at the workplace, following the Lord's teachings, is it prudent or is it not prudent? And what drives all of this is what would the Lord have you to do? In any given situation, spouse, conflict out, driving, whatever, you get cut off in traffic. As a Christian, what is the prudent thing to do? The prudent, the wise is back off. Just let the person do what they're going to do. And don't do the unprudent decision to put yourself in unnecessary risk or harm. And so as we think about uh, some of the principles in Scripture that really allow us to have victorious living day in and day out, we're going to be talking about those from time to time as a reminder of how we live successful lives in the Lord, how we live a life that one day in accumulation of being prudent in so many things, the day that you graduate from this place to our eternal heavenly home, and you want to hear the Lord say that well-famous response, well done, my good and faithful servant. I think when you hear that, A lot of adjectives go in that, but I think one of those adjectives is that you have lived a prudent life. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Are you looking for a Christian college where you can deepen your faith without breaking the budget? Check out Word of Life Bible Institute in Hudson, Florida. Our accredited courses feature top professors and Bible teachers who will challenge you to build a solid biblical foundation. Our Florida campus offers a vibrant atmosphere where you can experience life in an encouraging Christian community. Plus, the practical ministry training allows you to apply biblical truth beyond the walls of the classroom. With scholarships and transfer opportunities through the nation's top colleges, you can save thousands on your degree just by spending a year at Word of Life Bible Institute. Join us in Hudson, Florida to deepen your relationship with God like never before. Apply today at wol.to slash apply. That's W-O-L dot T-O slash apply. This decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. Subscribe to Retirement Watch and you'll get three months of Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch newsletter, five model portfolios, five free reports covering issues like estate planning and annuities to help you protect your money from the government and grow your nest egg, all for just $19.95. Sign up today at yourretirementwatch.com, yourretirementwatch.com. Gaining ground. But I didn't come here today to make you afraid. I've come to offer you a word of hope. I've come to offer you from the word of God that what our human eye sees and what we experience is no match for what God has already given us, and that is faith. 
For fear is defeated when the instrument of faith is deployed. Gaining Ground with Pastor Evan Burroughs. Saturday afternoons at 4 on Faith Talk Tampa. The following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. We were made to be courageous. We were made to lead the way. We could be the generation that finally breaks the chains. We were made to be courageous. Hey, we're back, Bill Bunkley here. And, uh, you know, we were just talking about prudence. And uh, that's one of those terms that certainly is very prominent in Scripture. And as we talked about in the last segment, haven't really drilled down a lot about it. So I hope that the last segment was um, was helpful and productive. But when I think about prudence and exercising prudence, I also think about some of our presidents. Because all of our presidents, all who aspire to be a leader, whether in this country or in other countries, the idea about exercising prudence, think about this. Because... You've got to have a lot of discipline if you're a president. You've got to have the abilities to to govern. And you've got to understand how to put the the whole management of of the affairs of government in order. And I begin to think about not only our founding fathers, but when we think about that prudence is really the skill of exercising good judgment in, in so many areas. And um, as the Founding Fathers were considering the future of the country, considering the future dangers and the risks, well, I tell you what, prudence is front and center. Now, you know that I'm a history buff, and I certainly, in addition to that, I love biographies. And so I thought since we're talking about prudence and one man's vision for America, what he thought was prudent for America And I want to highlight uh, Alexander Hamilton. And I want to tell you how much I appreciate uh, William Federer. He's been on my program on a few occasions. Um, One of the books uh, of several that I use for my references is his book, America's God and Country. And I want to share a little bit about Alexander Hamilton. And then I want to share his vision for America, especially in light of we're constantly having to to fight off the, 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 the fake history uh, about uh, our founding fathers, uh, they really didn't care about Christ. They really didn't care about the Christian faith. But um, Alexander Hamilton, he was not only a signer of uh, our Constitution, but he was known as the ratifier of the Constitution. And it is probable that without his efforts, the Constitution may not have been ratified by the states, particularly by his own state, and he hailed from the state of New York. He authored 51 of the 85 Federalist Papers. And if you have never read the Federalist Papers and you're a historian, boy, I tell you what, that's, that, that's something that you could do. And, and if you want to do a study of prudence, you know, look at the prudence throughout the, the Federalist Papers. Um, And those papers, uh, as William Federer notes, were of immense consequence in influencing not only the ratification of of the Constitution, and remember, just like today, it needed to pass uh, in two-thirds of the states in order to get uh, uh, added to that uh, very important document. 
But Alexander Hamilton, going back to the Revolutionary War, he was uh, a captain in the, in the uh, New York Artillery Unit. And then he was appointed by George Washington as his aide-de-camp, as well as his staff lawyer, and later was promoted to lieutenant colonel. Uh, he served as Secretary of the Treasury. Uh, he founded one of the banks in New York, and he was founder of the New York Post. And I want to share some of his thoughts very quickly, because shortly after the Constitutional Convention in 1787, Alexander Hamilton said this, quote, For my own part, I sincerely esteem it a system with which, without the finger of God, never could have been suggested and agreed upon by such a diversity of interests. Look at the wisdom. And, of course, that's bringing all these diverse interests in the Constitutional Convention and coming to agreement. And I want you to know that uh, Alexander Hamilton regularly led his house in observance of family prayers. And once he wrote to his friends, uh, one of his friends, James Baynard, in April of 1802, and he talked about the importance of the connection between Christianity and constitutional freedom. Listen to this. Talk about prudence. He said, and I write, and I quote, In my opinion, the present Constitution is the standard to which we are to cling. Under its banner bonafide, we must combat our political foes, rejecting all changes but through the channel itself provided for amendments. By these general views of the subject have my reflections been guided. I now offer you the outline of the plan they have suggested. Let an association be formed to be dominated, quote, the Christian Constitutional Society, close quote. Its object is to be first, quote, the support of the Christian religion, second, the support of the United States. He also went on to say, I have carefully examined the evidences of the Christian religion, and if I was sitting as juror upon its authenticity, I would unhesitatingly give my verdict in its favor. I can prove its truth as clearly as any proposition ever submitted to the mind of man. And so this is a just a quick look into the thoughts and to the judgment and the prudence of one of our founding fathers, Alexander Hamilton. And uh, this was a man that just didn't come to write the Constitution. He fought uh, in in the artillery unit there in New York. He was later aide-de-camp to George Washington, which means uh, one of his right-hand men. And so uh, he saw what it, what it cost for us to gain our freedom. And uh, I can well imagine that uh, that relationship he had with the Lord Jesus Christ had a lot to do in the field of battle, in the consideration of breaking off from the king, in the consideration of possibly being killed for treason, but that by the time he sat and contributed and wrote so much of the Federalist Papers as well as uh, his input uh, to the Constitution, Think of the prudence of this man, and think of the prudence as led by God. And so each and every one of us can can have a takeaway, and that is God's called us to a specific plan in our life. 
we have things that he would like us to carry out for him. Let us have the same thought, the same um, depth of family prayers, and the same commitment uh, to as we go forward in his plan. Let us think about the prudence that he shares with us through his word, the prudence that will be exhibited to us from the Holy Spirit, and uh, to have prudence is uh, one of those things uh, in addition to wisdom, integrity, and character, all of those traits that we are so trained by the Word of God as we uh, move forward and live our lives. Well, I want to tell you that there's richness in not only uh, researching the principles of God, but also looking to men and women who have exhibited those principles. And I think Alexander Hamilton was a good example of prudence. I'm going to take a time out. Uh, going to be talking more about the issues of the day here on the Bill Bunkley Show. Don't go away. I'll be right back. W-282-CI Tampa, W-271-CY Lakeland, W-262-CP Bayonet Point. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Or listen on TuneIn and Odyssey. This is an SRN News special report. I'm Bob Agnew. A new House Speaker, House Republican Conference Vice Chair Mike Johnson, the fourth GOP lawmaker to be nominated for the role, wins today's election to become the next Speaker. Johnson was elected Speaker with unanimous Republican support, ending three weeks of chaos since Representative Kevin McCarthy's historic ouster in taking his place as second in line for the presidency. Congressman Johnson is the first Republican to be elected Speaker with no GOP defections since since John Boehner in 2011, the Louisiana Republican delivered a speech on the House floor before being sworn in. The People's House is back in business. Edwin Mora, Washington. The Republican majority has been without a speaker for three weeks and was desperate to end the chaos and get back to work. This has been an Essera News special report. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. This decade, excellence requires 100% all the time. Hello, I'm Chuck Swindoll. Ever track the consequences of almost but not quite? Thanks to some fine research by Natalie Gabal, I awoke to a whole new awareness of what would happen if 99.9% were considered good enough. If that were true, this year alone, Two million documents would be lost by the IRS. Twelve babies would be given to the wrong parents each day. 291 pacemaker operations would be performed incorrectly. Yep, there are a lot of times when good enough isn't good enough. Pastor and teacher Chuck Swindoll. Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org. Join AM 930, The Answer's national radio host and conservative icon, Sebastian Gorka, on The Great American Cigar Tour. Brought to you by Todd Saylor and Wired Differently and Midas Gold Group. Coming Wednesday, November 15th at 7 p.m. to the Corona Cigar Company at 22 North Lemon Avenue in Sarasota. We'll discuss politics and life with great cigars. Plus, an exclusive book signing by Todd Saylor with his new book, Your Will Be Done. For details, visit TheAnswerSarasota.com. 
urgent Camp Lejeune settlement message. On September 6th, the government announced it will soon begin providing fast, guaranteed settlements to Camp Lejeune Marines, families, and civilians. Awards will range between $100,000 and $550,000, with an option for higher amounts. If you or a loved one spent time at Camp Lejeune and suffered cancers of the bladder, liver, or kidneys, leukemia, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Parkinson's, or kidney issues, you may qualify for compensation and could be paid within 60 days after accepting your settlement with your VA benefits fully protected. You may be entitled to a significant financial award for your Camp Lejeune claim, but you must act now. Call the James Harris Law Camp Lejeune helpline now to get the compensation you deserve. We're already fighting for thousands harmed by the water at Camp Lejeune. Call now or you may forever lose your right to be awarded a settlement between $100,000 and $550,000. For your free evaluation, call 800-299-7878. That's 800-299-7878. 800-299-7878. The Crucified Message. Only God can make us holy. We cannot do it on our own. Some people will change when they see the light. Others change only when they feel the heat. Don't wait for the heat of the lake of fire before you try to change. It's too late then. Jesus says he's the light of the world. The Crucified Message. Sundays at 7.30 and again at 6.30 on Faith Talk Tampa. Following segment was pre recorded for broadcast at this time. You're my courage when I worry in the dead of night. You're my strength because I'm not strong enough to win this fight. You are greater than the battle raging in my mind. Welcome back this afternoon. Bill Bunkley here. And I wanted to spend a few moments during this segment to. Just share a little bit about my my quiet time today and yesterday with the Lord. And I don't know how you value quiet time with the Lord in your heart, but I, I really hope you do. And there's so much to learn from King David. And, of course, part of what we learn from King David is his humanity. I mean, God uses the broken things to accomplish his will. God restores in order for him to see his plans accomplished. And even if you look at the genealogy of Jesus Christ in Matthew, and you look at how many people were unstable, you realize down through the generations that led to Jesus Christ himself, It was a host of players who were incredibly unstable. And this is the time of the year that we celebrate the arrival of Jesus as the Son of God. And so as I was thinking about just the history of the world and the history of God's creation, and I think about my own life, that all of us are sinners, All of us have done some things that have been unstable. And by by virtue of doing those things, we, we really became or provided an unstable situation that sometimes may have cost us in our health or our finances or our relationships. But isn't something isn't it something to ponder as I have the last couple of days that the great stabilizer, Jesus Christ, came. Because 
like so many of the historical record among those that are part of the the lineage of Jesus Christ. It's amazing to know how they were loved in the midst of their sin, just like we are loved today. And I want to encourage you, especially this time of the year, as there's a lot of emphasis on Christmas and Jesus, to develop that desire in your heart that can only come by you asking the Lord to give that to you through the Holy Spirit. When I look at, when I look at King David, a murderer and an adulterer, and I think about prisoners today, it's so quick for us to sometimes in the flesh think of people who've done wrong as if they would never repent, or we walk through life being suspicious of them. Well, I know he accepted Christ, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I know him. I'm not buying it. I know him. Well, it's pretty foolish for us to even begin to suggest that we can know the mind of anybody else. But just remember King David. You can't read Psalm 27 and not understand how much David the king, who had it all, how much he just wanted to spend time with the Lord. He wanted to spend his time in quiet. He wanted to spend time with the Lord in peace. And that's why we talk about having a specific place to go every day where you meet one-on-one with God. Prayer room, prayer closet, prayer area. And how much that that is the war room with the attacks that are going on in your life. And how wise it is not to react to our challenges in the flesh, but in the spirit. And when you when you look at Psalm 27, take verses 1 to 6, as I've done, David, when all the different uh, times in his life were he was being attacked, enemies were coming against him in Jerusalem, You think about uh, how King Saul was so jealous of him in the early days. And I think about David hiding in that cave at En Gedi. And I've been to En Gedi in Israel on several occasions. En Gedi is, is one of those places when you go and you see the water bubbling up out of the, of the desert and the oasis of green growth around it. And by the way, it's just a, a little bit um, north of Masada, and it's to the uh, west of uh, the Dead Sea. But I think about David being in that cave, but then when you realize his life experience and how much David was on a run, then you understand the trust that he had in the Lord, even when he blew it, and he blew it bad. And we we talk so casually about David's words of, the Lord is my stronghold in the day of trouble. 
and the Lord will keep me safe. You know, I've learned to really personalize those words as well. I didn't have a King Saul that was chasing me, but I had AML leukemia. Has been my enemy and has been chasing me. And praise the Lord today, I am I'm a cancer survivor. I'm a leukemia survivor. All David wanted to do was to get to a quiet place because he wanted to just spend time one-on-one with the Lord. Spend one-on-one as we do today. We all have the Holy Spirit to, to spend time with the Holy Spirit. And we, we, we read where David not only yearned to worship and spend time with the Lord, but he wanted that time to be without any distractions or without any interruptions. If you begin the art of discipline as a, an Orthodox Christian, to set aside a dedicated place, a dedicated time where you will come meet with the Lord. Set it up so your family and others know whatever those signals, signs, or admonitions are that when you know you're, you or someone in your family is in that quiet time with the Lord, it's important not to provide any distractions or any interruptions. Any interruptions when they're with the Lord. Because when we have challenges, and for those of you that I can relate to that may have health challenges today, I can say I know what you're going through to some extent because I've been through it. For those of you who say today, but Bill, I have have financial challenges. Well, I can tell you, I know a little bit about what you're going through as well because of my tremendous financial reversal brought upon by my leukemia diagnosis of the last few years. And the rebuilding that I'm in the midst of doing right now, not only with my life, my health, but the rebuilding of the financial resources and uh, our work with the Florida Ethics, Religious Liberties Commission. So... What I want to say is, is that when you have this time with the Lord, when you're with the Lord, he begins to speak through his word and his spirit, and you begin to understand his plan for your life. Because every day right now, he is working behind the scenes for his plan for you, And the most important thing to do each day is to be in tune with him from your time together and to be sensitive to be on his plan and not yours. And David has taught us that when we have our most difficult times, our most difficult circumstances, and maybe even Many of you who Christmas is not, is not one that brings awesome memories. 
Right now, you may be dealing with your circumstances, and it is horrible memories of Christmases past with your family. Maybe growing up. Maybe with a spouse. Maybe with your children. Maybe with a financial reversal. Maybe divorce. Loneliness. It's important to know that right now in all those situations, God is at your side. Jesus is right there if you will embrace him. First by asking him into your life and then for him to guide you and lead you along the paths. Because you see, we learn in Psalms 26, we learn from David that the key to success in life is not to focus on your difficulties not to focus on your circumstances. How I have walked through this journey is I can't spend my day totally absorbed with focusing on how long I may or may not live, what or may or may not be my next challenge. Now, when the challenges come, we all have moments where we have to regroup. We may flip to thinking in the, fr- in the flesh. But remember this, and it's something I learn and relearn every day. Focus on God and not my difficult circumstances. Focus on God and don't spend my day focusing on the problems. Because in that way, in your quiet time, he will turn on that flashlight. He will turn on the searchlight. He will He will walk before you in that pathway his flashlight will be down you won't stumble in the darkest night without a moon because he's with you today on that pathway even if you don't see him or feel him today and christmas is getting closer and you're feeling more all alone know that don't trust your feelings because god is there and if you don't know him as your personal savior or if you are foolish like I was at times in my life, to walk off in areas of flesh and not in, in the spirit, good time to come home. Why? I assure you, you put these principles in practice, God will lead you to a place of protection and provision. This Christmas, no matter what you're dealing with, I want to tell you right now, God will lead you to a place of protection and provision. And I pray that the burden will be lifted because you asked Jesus to remove the burden from your shoulders. And I just pray that you will develop a quiet time or a deeper quiet time because that will lead to a more joyous life. And remember, we're not to live a life of happiness because that's based on happenings. I encourage you to get with the Lord and live a life of joy. I'm Bill Bunkley. Be right back. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Hi, this is Bill Bunkley. If you are employed in the healthcare industry, I want to ask you, are you getting the most you can out of your relationship with your employer and more importantly, the relationship you have with your patients? If you are not where you want to be in your career, I want you to consider working for Care Team Home Health Care. 
care team has repeatedly been recognized by the Tampa Bay Times as one of the top workplaces in Tampa Bay, which is an incredible honor. The care team environment is that of a collaboration where everybody on the team works together to give their patients the best care. Meaningful job assignments. Pay is commensurate with experience. This is a family-run Tampa company with deep roots in our Christian community. RNs, LPNs, home health care aides, certified nurse assistants, care team is adding to their team. Apply in person at 3311 West Kennedy Boulevard in Tampa. You can learn more at careteamhomecare.com. That's careteamhomecare.com. This is an urgent news alert from the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. The people of Israel are at war. Hamas terrorists have launched thousands of rockets into Israel. More than 900 innocent Israelis have been killed, women and children kidnapped. President and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, Yael Eckstein. What's happening right now in Israel is Israel's 9-11. I'm coming to you today to say Israel is under attack and we need your help now. It can't wait. It can't wait an hour. It can't wait a day. And it certainly can't wait a week. We need emergency supplies on the ground in Israel now. Many are calling this act of terror the worst in Israel's history. Your emergency gift of $45 will help save Jewish lives and provide critical essentials needed right now. Bishop Paul Lanier, chairman of the U.S. Board for the Fellowship. Israel is at war. Terrorists have egregiously, violently, viciously violated the territory, the sanctity, the sovereignty of Israel. My assignment, yours, is to help give and to provide sustenance, food, medicine. It's important. It really matters. And I'm asking you now, with all that I can say, please, please give. With an emergency gift today of just $45 to the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, you'll help make it possible to provide emergency medical needs for those injured, water, food, bomb shelter construction, and much more. Please call now. Make your emergency gift to help save and protect God's chosen people of Israel. 800-845-7766. 800-845-7766. That's 800-845-7766. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Bunkley here with some final thoughts on the Bill Bunkley Show on this Tuesday afternoon as we're broadcasting on Salem Radio all across 
the central portion of the state of Florida. You know, I want to give you some final words because there's a lot of moving parts that are going on in America and around the globe. And they are moving parts that none of which take the Lord by surprise. And we are not to be worried if we are sealed with him, born-again Christians, and Jesus Christ is your Savior. There's There's a reason to be concerned. There's a reason to be informed. There's a reason to know how to pray. But there's not a reason to worry and be stressed. Doesn't mean we won't be in some worrisome, distressed times. But I want to tell you that when Jesus comes, I'm reminded in Revelation 36 and following. When Jesus comes, when Jesus comes, but concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven nor the Son. This is Jesus talking on the Mount of Olives to his followers. And he told them, gentlemen, ladies, whoever's gathered there as he was teaching them, I don't know when the time is because that part of my unhumanity that I came to the earth to to live, I suppose that now that he's back in heaven and he's assumed his full um, godly uh, responsibilities, I would think that maybe he knows now when he's coming again, but he didn't know while he was here. Verse 38, for as in those days before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark. In, in decades and decades of building that ark out in the desert, being ridiculed and laughed at. And then the flood came. And then they were all swept away. When you think about that, that is a sobering thing that I want to remind you. Because Jesus in verse 39, and I speak this to those of you who are unsaved. I speak to those of you who are prodigals that really need to come back to the Lord. In the same way, that was a great shock. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in a field. One will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taking, one will left. Therefore... And here's what I leave you with. Stay awake. Pay attention. Be prayed up. Because I don't know and you don't know on what day the Lord is coming. And keep in mind that That's given to us in Revelation. So be encouraged. I am encouraged. It's pretty awesome that we're going to be included in the in the moments of these end times. 
So as we wrap up today's show, you know, almost every day we can look at the news. And if we say, Lord, look at this, knowing you're not been taken by surprise, and ask the Lord to give you illumination. Because these are indeed exciting times. And remember, a lot of the people that we interact with, they've been blinded. They can't see. They don't understand. They don't have the wisdom from a godly point of view that you have now that you've accepted Jesus. And that Holy Spirit has taken up residence in your body because your body is the Holy Spirit. Please, brother and sister, don't take that indwelling of the Holy Spirit lightly. Because that's where the strength comes from. That's where your power comes from. That's where the Lord operates from. And I tell you what, whenever I get a little bit concerned or I go have one of those oh my moments, okay, Lord, I lift up my hands, praise you. You got everything under control. So practice that. But keep your prayer journal ready every, every every day for the Bill Bunkley Show, and we'll keep you informed. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. My name is William Yank. I'm a 23-year-old, three-time leukemia survivor. One evening, my roommate was trying to talk to me, and I responded to him in a delirium of mess and confusion, and he said, we're going to the ER immediately. And came back with leukemia they started me on chemos they started me on a bunch of antibiotics but the chemo wasn't exactly working so my oncologist decided that he wanted to try me with car t cell therapy and it worked leukemia lymphoma society was this unforeseen blessing for me because i wouldn't have been able to get car t cell therapy we are about nine months uh, post-transplant and feeling very healthy, strong, and I live. To give or get help, visit LLS.org. ready to thrive in a career with meaning and purpose? Consider a new and rewarding career as a financial advisor at Thrivent. You'll have the support of a Fortune 500 company backed by a 100-year legacy. Thrivent's team in Tampa Bay is growing and looking for candidates who are entrepreneurial, results-driven, and inspired by the promise of helping others reach their financial goals. Thrivent offers a values-driven culture, competitive benefits, and great earning potential. Call 407-942-1332 or visit thrivent.com slash careers. You need to repent of your sin, turn from whatever you know is wrong, and trust Christ. Not, tr- not Christ and religion, not Christ and church, not Christ and, and good deeds, but Christ and his atoning death alone. Nothing else. And the Bible says that Christ will establish a relationship with you that will involve forgiving your sins and taking you to heaven. Verse by verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff. Weekday mornings at 6 here on Faith Talk Tampa. WTBN Pinellas Park, WTWD Plant City, WLCC Brandon. Faith Talk Tampa. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Download the Faith Talk Tampa app. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. The fourth time was the charm, and House Republicans elected Louisiana Congressman Mike Johnson as Speaker of the House. 
Johnson thanked his Republican colleagues for electing him to the top position, saying he will not let them down. To my colleagues, I, w- I want to thank you all for the trust that you have instilled in me to lead us in this historic and unprecedented moment that we're in. The challenge before us is great, but the time for action is now, and I will not let you down. Johnson was quickly sworn into office. He said Republicans would restore the people's faith in the House. The House was planning to reconvene to consider a resolution in support of Israel in the war against Hamas. The United Nations Secretary General is defending his remarks to the Security Council this week about the Israel-Hamas war. Israel's U.N. ambassador says it's a disgrace that Antonio Guterres didn't retract and apologize for his comments and is calling for the U.N. chief's resignation. Guterres says the suffering of Palestinian people can't erase Hamas's act of violence. Indeed, I spoke of the grievances of the Palestinian people. And in doing so, I also clearly stated, and I quote, but the grievances of the Palestinian people cannot justify the appalling attacks by Hamas, end quote. The leader of Lebanon's Hezbollah group has met with top Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad officials. The meeting is the first one reported since the Israel-Hamas war erupted earlier this month and clashes began along the Lebanon-Israel border. Israel declared war after Hamas fighters surged into Israel on October 7th, killing 1,400 people and abducting over 200 others. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 105 points. This is SRN News. The The United States Constitution guarantees every American fundamental rights and protection of life, liberty, and property. Salem is celebrating our founding document with the special offer, a 1953 Omen U.S. Constitution lithograph. To understand the value of these lithographs is to know the story. A master lithographer immigrant named Theodore Omen came to this country to find the American dream. Seventy years ago, in 1953, Omen printed a limited number of these exceptional Constitution lithographs. Go to SalemEventsStore.com to read Omen's entire story. America's most important document stands as a testament to all Americans to maintain their liberties, freedoms, and inalienable rights. Buy it and display it proudly. Buy a gift for your family and friends and for all the teachers in your communities. There is a limited number, so act today. Go to SalemEventsStore.com to get your exclusive 1953 Omen U.S. Constitution lithograph while supplies last. That's Salem Events Store. With Election Day around the corner and a presidential vote just a year away, activists are trying to get believers to the polls. Truly, there's not much difference between people that call themselves born-again Christians and the general public when it comes to our voting patterns. Many of the church is not still registered to vote. Uh, many of them are still not showing up. Bunny Pounds is president of Christians Engage. We need to take the church past just thinking about presidential elections. Primaries are where the decisions are really made in many of the congressional districts. Our local elections and our school boards are so important. Um, And frankly, we've just got elections happening all the time, special elections that could decide a court or decide a, a community's involvement. Pounds is helping organize a Christian voter conference called Wake Up 2023. Details can be found at christiansengaged.org. This is SRN News. AM 930, The Answer's national radio host and conservative icon, Sebastian Gorka, on the Great American Cigar Tour. Brought to you by Todd Saylor and Wired Differently and Midas Gold Group. 
coming Wednesday, November 15th at 7 p.m. to the Corona Cigar Company at 22 North Lemon Avenue in Sarasota. We'll discuss politics and life with great cigars. Plus, an exclusive book signing by Todd Saylor with his new book, You Will Be Done. For details, visit TheAnswerSarasota.com. The Attorney Patrick Smith Show. Let's go to the Empire State and let's talk to Joe. Joe, welcome to the Attorney Patrick Smith Show. My father passed away about three months ago. My sister had a credit card that was in his name. She ran up over $100,000. There's no assets. I'm the executor. Am I on the hook for this? So the short answer is you're not personally liable. Listen to the Attorney Patrick Smith Show, Saturday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk Radio. Following segment was pre recorded for broadcast at this time. Hi there, I'm Dave Straub. Mornings here on Faith Talk Tampa, and today we're celebrating 20 years of what we've called our Pastor Appreciation Day events and all of Tampa Bay pastors. And one of these in particular was our keynote speaker today at Armature Works, uh, albeit retired. He's very well known and loved with a wealth of accolades. And those we're going to leave to our very own Bill Bunkley to introduce him. His name is Ken Witten. I get to have some fun now. Now, many of you may not know this, but I, I go to a church called Idaho Baptist Church. Now, when I started going to Idaho Baptist Church, it wasn't that Taj Mahal out in Lutz, okay, that big old building. No, we were... We were about 600 people, and we had uh, outgrown our space at Highland and Hannah in that beautiful small church I still go by today, and we actually were meeting in Chamberlain High School trying to figure out what to do. And I will tell you that we had a, we had a moral failure on our staff, and it was a very critical time. And I want to tell you, I can't remember, I had to, I had to check with my, my well, inside story, Pastor Ken is a former pastor at Idlewild, and he's been my pastor, our pastor, for three decades. So I asked him, well, what do I call you now, Pastor Emeritus, in my life? And he kind of rebuked me on the phone real quick in the text message. But I want to tell you, I remember the day. I didn't remember the car. I had to check with Ken. Three decades ago, here comes this green four-door, nondescript Chevelle. I mean... Two pups in the front, mom and dad, and four chitlins in the back. And I mean, we've watched them all from lie down here. Here comes Ken Witten, and yeah, he's going to be our new senior pastor. And we were all very young back then. And so I want to tell you that we have, uh, he's been our pastor to our family and uh, still will always be my advisor. Uh, but I want to tell you, 30 years ago, it all began. And so... Pastor Ken, Dr. Ken, is a national director of pastoral leadership at the North American Mission Board. And I tell you what, God prepared his life for that role. He has been a pastor that pastors. He has been there when so many pastors have wanted to throw in the towel, got themselves in trouble. Uh, he's been all over the Southern Baptist Convention behind the scenes helping, just like we're appreciating you today. He's got a special message for you because he loves pastors. He has served in various local, state, and national capacities. He's been uh, on the Southern Baptist Convention International Mission Board, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Florida State Board of Missions, Florida Baptist Witness, past president, also with uh, Guidestone. And I can tell you that he's here today because he loves pastors. I can't think of anybody better to be here on our 20th anniversary. When he served as president, also he was with the conservative Resurgence Task Force. 
He's been chairman of the SBC Committee on Order of Business, president of the SBC Pastors Conference, moderator of the Tampa Bay Baptist Association. He's been privileged to preach many times at conventions. I'm not done yet. Sit down, boy. Sit down. State conventions, pastors' conference, Bible conferences, men's Bibles conferences as well. But you know what? In my mind, you know what marks him the most? My pastor. 33 years. This is a missionary's pastor, served in West Africa, Chile, Brazil, Dominican Republic, Romania, England, Paraguay, Panama, Guatemala. We've been to Israel together. I'll tell you what, unbelievable. 1982 to 1989, Ken served, the privilege to serve at Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis. And it was just before he came, I got to know Adrian Rogers because of some other events. And... Um, well, I'll tell you what, the great tutelage that the Lord led to Pastor Ken through Dr. Adrian, and that is who he considers his spiritual father. Now, I want to also tell you a couple of things. He is a chaplain to the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department. Some of you probably noticed when we've had some unspeakable tragedies. I can tell you Sheriff Chad Cronister, Hillsborough Bob Gualateri, St. Petersburg Sheriff's, Chris Noko up in Pasco. Unfortunately, or fortunately, we've had the honor of not only hosting citywide funerals for our fallen first responders, and Ken has not only been very important on that platform, but has also been very important meeting with those families when their lost one has gone down. I got to tell you that I think he really wanted to be a baseball player, and uh, he was very much wanting to do that, but God bless him because he's loved the game ever since. I think he's the adopted father, the adopted chaplain of New York Yankees, both here in New York and what some of the guys, Andy Pettit, and some of the guys in the church just attribute to how he's given his life to impact others. And so I want to tell you that as I remember Pastor Ken and Jenny, she couldn't be here today, I then two pups drove up in that green, green bomb, and they had four children in the back. And today he has 11 grandchildren, so let's give it up for my pastor of many years, Dr. Ken Amen. Well, amen, amen, and amen. I hear an introduction like that. I, I, I have two prayers kind of in my mind. One is to pray for Bill's lying, and then number two, to pray for me because I enjoyed it so much. Uh, I think my I think my mom actually wrote that. Uh, I got a little secret to tell you, and that is number one. I've been wanting to do this for a long, long time. I just need to let you know that. I've re in fact, some of you remember years ago when uh, the general manager uh, at that time was called WTBM was Chris Gould, and I said, Chris, I'd like to like maybe speak one time. He said, You're not ready. He said, You know, we have people like Charles Stanley and. David Jeremiah, and, but you just keep practicing. Uh, and I, I said, well, okay. And then, and then when Barbie Oder came to be general manager, I, I said, Barbara, um, I, I mean, I've been practicing like Chris asked me to, and I just, I, I really would like to do this luncheon one day. She said, uh, you're, you're not ready. You're, I mean, we're talking J John MacArthur and Michael Youssef. And Alistair Begg, and I, but but you know, keep sending us some tapes. We're listening to them. Well, when Carolyn came, I said, "Carolyn, 
could I, could I please speak at this luncheon? I, I, in fact, I, I've wanted to do this so much, I'll do it free. She said, you're ready. So, so that's that's kind of how this thing happened. Well, the year was 1929, and it promised to be the best Rose Bowl game in years. It was January the 1st. It was in Pasadena, California, and the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, who was undefeated, they were 9-0. and They'd outscored all their opponents to a ratio of about 213 points uh, against 40 points in those nine games. They were playing the University of California Golden Bears, and the contest did not disappoint. The Golden Bears of University of California had names like Andy Miller and Fat Glasgow and Benny Lam, who was the quarterback and the captain of the team. But on this day, nobody was going to remember those days and remember those names. They were going to remember the name of Roy Regals. Coach Nib Price said that Roy was the smartest player that he ever coached. In fact, Benny Lam, that quarterback, and, uh, and the captain said about Roy, Roy was California's greatest center that ever played the game. He played both ways. He was like a nose guard defensively. He was an offensive guard, uh, offensive uh, center offensively. And in three years, he never made a bad snap. He was a smart player with a great sense of timing. But very few will remember that on this day. Because it was not his competence that is remembered. It was, however, his moment of disorientation that marked the rest of his life. It was a scoreless game. It was halfway through the second quarter, and Georgia Tech's Stumpy Thompson took a handoff around the end for a 15-yard game. And California's Irv Phillips hit him and knocked the ball loose. They were just 30 yards away from Georgia Tech's end zone, by the way. And the ball came loose and bounced on the ground and back up and right into Roy Regal's hands. Well, he eluded two players and he saw running space and with every muscle straining at the prospect of unexpected glory, he raced 65 yards as hard as he could in the wrong direction. He got hit. He later confessed that he got a little disoriented and he started running the wrong way and he, and he almost got into the end zone and thinking all everybody was yelling, they were cheering him on. They were trying to get him to stop. Benny Lon kept saying, Roy, you're going the wrong way. You're going the wrong way, but he couldn't hear Benny. So finally Benny caught him at the three-yard line and turned him around and all the Georgia Tech players they swamped on him, and the next play, the University of California punted the ball, and the ball was blocked in the end zone, and it was a safety, and it was halftime, and the University of California went in the locker room down two zip. Wrong way, Roy. You're going the wrong way. And from the end on, his name would be memorable and known as Wrong Way Regals. In fact, uh, 40 years later, when Jim Marshall in 1964 was with the Vikings, and he ran a San Francisco 60-yard fumble in his own end zone, the announcer screamed into the microphone in disbelief, Jim Marshall has pulled the wrong way regals here today. No one in the football world ever forgot that play, and 
University of California lost that Rose Bowl eight to seven, and that two-point safety made all the difference. Rodrigo's never forgot it either. Which brings me maybe to a question I'd like to ask you as a pastor today. You got anything in your life you wish you couldn't remember? You got anything in your life you just can't forget? In 1981, there was a famous board game that was invented, and it was actually, many people do not know this, but it got invented in 45 minutes. They had the two inventors there on Good Morning America, and they were asking them what they thought the tribute was to that success of this board game. Well, they said, well, it, it, we didn't really know that it was going to turn out like this, but we wanted to play Monopoly, uh, Monopoly and uh, we wanted to play Scrabble, excuse me, and, and we couldn't find the board, so we just, we just invented this game. And uh, the game was called Trivia Pursuit. There's probably not anybody in here that hadn't played it. And they asked him, why, why the rage and why it's the secret of this success to which those inventors said, well, people are just, they're just buying memories. <laughs> you know, that's all you can do, he said, with money is buy memories. I don't know about you, but I got some memories I'd like to sell. <laughs> In fact, I probably have some memories that I'd give away if you just wanted them. Do you have any of those? You know what Faith Talk and Salem Broadcasting wanted to do today for you and me? They wanted to encourage pastors. They wanted to say maybe half time in your life, but hang in there. You're loved and you're appreciated. Because here's what they know. 1,700 pastors will quit this month. And 46% of all the pastors in North America are thinking about quitting. And 51% of those 41% of that 46%, 51% are in mainline denominations. That's mine. And probably yours. And that's retired Pastor Ken Witten here on Faith Talk Tampa and part one of his keynote address today at our 20th annual Pastors Appreciation Day. Now, we're going to step away for a moment so we can allow some of our fine sponsors a few words. And uh, we'll be back in a moment for part two of today's keynote address here on Faith Talk Tampa. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Travel Cats is your travel industry friend, offering you a superior travel experience at incredible group rates to customize destinations around the world. Travel Cats also has partnered this year with MSC Cruises to give away a stunning cruise for two to a deserving pastor at this year's Pastors Appreciation Event. Learn how Travel Cats can help you with all of your travel needs at TravelCats.com. That's Travel, K-A-T-Z, TravelCats.com. Travel Cats, travel made easy. I have heard it said that for the unlearned man, old age is like the winter. But for the wise men, old age is the harvest. Personally, I have never been more excited about the work God has given me to do. I have spent many years acquiring knowledge and hopefully a bit of wisdom. I finally feel like I'm becoming qualified to make a contribution. No one should resist growing old. Use today to acquire as much knowledge and wisdom as you can and then ask God to give you a place to put it to good use for all your years on earth. 
This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's love for elders on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com and get your roadmap for life. That's Route66life.com. Route 66, start your journey home today. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now, Channel 525 following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. And welcome back. I'm Dave Strzok. As we return to today's keynote address of our 20th annual Pastor Appreciation Day event held out at Arbiter Works featuring retired pastor Ken Witten and part two of his address today, Let's get back to it now. And so they wanted to have a luncheon. And they wanted to have a luncheon and kind of just encourage you, get in a room together where it's just kind of us and those in ministry, not all of your pastors or some of your pastor's wife, your staff member, but we're in the ministry together. And we have something in common together. They wanted to do it like, 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 like what Zippy Dog Food Company wanted to do. Zippy Dog Food got all of their salesmen in a, in a hotel lobby, and they thought, well, you know what, we'll get these folks all just riled up and fired up about selling Zippy Dog Food. And so the guy stood up there, and he said, who's got the best dog food in all the business? And like in one voice, they shouted out, Zippy Dog Food, Zippy Dog Food. He thought, man, this is working. He said, well, well who's got the best packaging in all the business? They said, Zippy Dog Food, Zippy Dog Food. He said, and who's got the best sales force in all the business? They said, Zippy Dog Food, Zippy Dog Food. He said, well, let me ask you a question. How come out of 19 dog food companies, we're number 17? <laughs> it got real quiet. And finally, a first-year salesman yelled out, because the dogs don't like it, that's why. <laughs> You know, sometimes I think like that. Sometimes I think, well, who's got an inerrant Bible? We do, we do. Who's got the best story to tell the gospel that we've ever heard? We do, we do. Who's got the best mission strategy in all of the world? The Great Commission to go and make this. We do, we do. Well, how come it takes so many of us to read so few of us? It could be the dogs don't like it. Could be something else. Maybe we're going the wrong way. Yeah, maybe we're forgetting what we should be remembering, and maybe we're remembering what we should be forgetting. Maybe it's not about marketing the church. Maybe it's not how big are our churches and how big can we get our churches to be and let's make sure we tell the next person how big our church is. 
I mean, perish the thought that you'd run into pastor friend today and somebody say, hey, how many are you running? That's our favorite word. How many are you running? You don't even know how many you're chasing. What do you mean, how many are you running? Perish the thought, you'd say, well, <laughs> not as much as the guy before me. I can tell you that. Maybe it's not about making seekers feel welcome or being a CEO or maybe it's remembering when we can't forget. Maybe it's going a different direction than what we thought it is. Maybe it's not even about living a legacy. Maybe it's leaving one. You see, but back, Pastor Ken, is it thought about building a great church? Well, hold that ticket stub. I'll, I'll come back to that. One of my favorite stories in God's Word, it's a narrative. It's one of my favorite stories that Samuel tells. It's in 2 Samuel 7. It's picked up again. The writer of 1 Chronicles chapter 22, 2 Chronicles 6, all the same story. David came to Nathan. Nathan was the prophet, and he came to Nathan with a dream that he had. And his dream was that he wanted to build something everlasting and a memorial, and he wanted to build something glorious for God, and he wanted to build a temple. You know, Shakespeare said that we're such stuff as dreams are made of. Now, you tell me what you dream about, and I'm going to tell you probably what you'll become. I didn't just say that. Proverbs 23, 7 says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. David had a dream, and David's dream was simply this, to build a temple, a place where God could live. He never had that dream before. He, he wasn't able to. David spent most of his life living in caves. He was hunted, and he was hated, and he was haunted. But when you pick up 2 Samuel 7, you look at verse 1, it says that God had given him rest from all of his surrounding enemies. And so here's David. He's resting and he's relaxing and he starts to reminisce. He starts reminiscing about a, an ark that he brought back and how it was so good to have the ark back in the family, the covenant. King of Tyre by the name of Hiram built him a house of cedar. And as he's sitting there in that house of cedar, he's thinking about God living in a box. And that God had been living in a tent. And he has this dream, and he can't wait to tell Nathan the dream. And when he tells Nathan the dream, Nathan actually says, I think this is of the Lord. In fact, the Lord's with you. You ought to do it. And then God broke that dream and said, no, I don't want you to do that. Let me ask you a question. You, you ever have a dream broken, dashed, crushed? Maybe by now you dreamed that you'd be pastoring this real vibrant church. That just didn't happen. You'd be a mom by now. That didn't happen either. Surely you'd be grandparents, both of you. Maybe you'd be in medical school. Maybe you'd be married. I mean, by now, that prodigal daughter, she, she'd be home, wouldn't she? You were going to take this business 
and you were going to use it for the honor and the glory of the Lord, and you had plans, and now it seems like all you have is a good idea and lines in your face from worry and heartache because God said no. God said to Nathan that night after he told David he ought to do it, he said, Nathan, you could almost hear him say, Nate the Great, you're flying by the seat of your pants again. I didn't tell you to tell David that was okay. Now listen, I haven't lived in a house since, since Exodus days. And it's really important you hear me say this, and here's what he's trying to say to Nathan. Nathan, you make sure David knows this. I don't need him. He needs me. You tell David, I, I, don't, I don't want him to build me a house. In fact, you tell him this. Before he swells up like a poison pup, make sure he knows this, that, that I, I want to build him a house. And the word house he uses in the Bible in Hebrew is a different word than the one David used. Because the house that God said was that it's like a legacy. You tell David, I'm going to build him a dynasty. It's like the house of Windsor, that kind of word, house. God said no. And that's retired pastor Ken Winton at the 20th annual Pastor Appreciation Day event at Armature Works today. I will be back with more of his keynote address in just a moment here on Faith Talk Tampa. The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. W-282-CI Tampa, W-271-CY Lakeland, W-262-CP Bayonet Point. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Or listen on TuneIn and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. Republican Congressman Mike Johnson of Louisiana has been elected House Speaker. Republicans eagerly gave Johnson the gavel on Wednesday by a vote of 220 to 209 with few absences. Johnson picked up an important nod of support from Donald Trump. Johnson was the fourth candidate Republicans nominated to replace Kevin McCarthy. The U.N. Agency for Palestinian Refugees has warned that it is on the verge of running out of fuel in the Gaza Strip, forcing it to sharply cut back relief operations across the Gaza Strip. The territory has been blockaded and hit by devastating Israeli airstrikes since Hamas militants launched an attack on Israel more than two weeks ago, killing 1,400 and kidnapping some 200 Israelis. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 105 points. More details at srnnews.com. The government AM 930, the answers national radio host and conservative icon, Sebastian Gorka, on the Great American Cigar Tour. Brought to you by Todd Saylor and Wired Differently and Midas Gold Group. Coming Wednesday, November 15th at 7 p.m. to the Corona Cigar Company at 22 North Lemon Avenue in Sarasota. We'll discuss politics and life with great cigars. Plus, an exclusive book signing by Todd Saylor with his new book, You Will Be Done. For details, visit TheAnswerSarasota.com. 
Are you ready to thrive in a career with meaning and purpose? Consider a new and rewarding career as a financial advisor at Thrivent. You'll have the support of a Fortune 500 company backed by a 100-year legacy. Thrivent's team in Tampa Bay is growing and looking for candidates who are entrepreneurial, results-driven, and inspired by the promise of helping others reach their financial goals. Thrivent offers a values-driven culture, competitive benefits, and great earning potential. Call 407-942-1332 or visit thrivent.com slash careers. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, switching to MediShare can save you even more than usual on top of what you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, especially given how inflation is affecting us. And MediShare is the affordable, reliable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves about $500 a month. You might save even more. And MediShare is a Christian community that's been sharing each other's health care costs for 30 years now, and they're making it easier than ever. Apply by October 31st, and you can save an additional $150 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, but just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. It's 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE. Are you looking for a Christian college where you can deepen your faith without breaking the budget? Check out Word of Life Bible Institute in Hudson, Florida. Our accredited courses feature top professors and Bible teachers who will challenge you to build a solid biblical foundation. Our Florida campus offers a vibrant atmosphere where you can experience life in an encouraging Christian community. Plus, the practical ministry training allows you to apply biblical truth beyond the walls of the classroom. With scholarships and transfer opportunities through the nation's top colleges, you can save thousands on your degree just by spending a year at Word of Life Bible Institute. Join us in Hudson, Florida to deepen your relationship with God like never before. Apply today at wol.to slash apply. That's wol.to slash apply. The following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. You're my and today let's get back to it now one of the prayers that god never answered in my life was that my mom had alzheimer's and he never did heal her and in her older age as she got older she didn't remember where she came from but we did she didn't know her kids names now, she could tell you every and sing every third verse of every hymn in the hymn book, but she didn't know her own kids' names. I'd say, Mom, this is your preacher boy, Kenny. She'd say, you're not either a preacher. I mean, that is real bad when your own mom does not even believe you are a preacher. <laughs> she thought the memory care unit that she was in the house, she thought that was her house. And she just couldn't believe how blessed she was to have a, such a big house with all these rooms. She thought they were all her rooms. And she couldn't remember. 
And the problem with some of you is neither can you. Or maybe you can't forget when you went the wrong way. So let me give you those three things that God said to Nathan to tell David. He he said to him, make sure that you tell him this, Nathan. I saw him when he was following the sheep. He's never been without my presence. He's never been without my protection. He's never been without my provision. I, I saw him. I knew him. And you make sure he sees, he knows this. Now, I'm gonna, I want to tell you what to remember when you can't forget. But I also want to tell you what you shouldn't forget when you can't remember. And here it is. As a pastor, you see where you are. But God sees where you came from. I took you from following sheep. Now, he may have forgotten, Nathan, where he came from, but I'm telling you, I, I took him from the pasture to the palace, and I saw him, and I saw him following sheep. He wasn't even leading sheep. Can I tell you something? If you're following sheep, you've got to watch your step. That's not a good place to be. I gave him rest from his enemies. I've been with him every step of the way. And there's nothing he didn't ever he ever needed that he didn't I didn't supply. I've given him my protection and my presence and my provision and my promise and you just make sure he knows that he sees where he is but I see where he came from. And I'm telling you one of the things you got to keep remembering And you can't forget is that when God says no to a dream in your life, he's saying yes to something else. I mean, look at us. We are ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the glorious gospel. We can't forget that. You remember in that movie, The Rookie, when Dennis Quaid wanted to quit and, and, and he forgot the game of baseball was supposed to be fun? You remember what he did? He went to a little league game and he, and he saw some kids. And a kid in center field waved to him, remember? And he waved back and he thought, wow, I have forgotten how much fun this is. And he went back in the locker room, you remember? And he said, hey, Brooks, you know what we get to do today? And Brooks said, what? He goes, we get to play baseball. I want to say to the pastors here today, hey, you know what we get to do this Sunday? We get to tell the greatest story that's ever been told. That Jesus came to us. That Jesus died because of us. That Jesus was buried for us. That Jesus rose with us. And that one day Jesus is coming for us. That's the greatest story. We get to do it. You remember when they tried to pay you when you did a funeral? Remember the first time they tried to pay you to do ministry? Pay me for the gospel? You're going to pay me to do a funeral? You're going to pay me? (laughs) Now look at you. Just last week, right? 
<laughs> leaving that graveside. And I mean, before you got to the truck, you're opening that envelope going, a hundred bucks. That's a hundred bucks, really? I've been with this family two days, a hundred bucks? You forgot. We get to preach the gospel. That God's called us to a feast, not a funeral. That we've never lacked anything that he... He's watched over us the whole time. I heard about a little uh, second grader who said to his mom, he said, Mom, I'm eight years old right now. Would you, would you let me walk home and walk to school by myself? She said, I don't think so. You, mom, I'm, I'm second grader now, and I'm, I'm older. I know, I know some, but it's dangerous. We live in a bad neighborhood. said, but mom, mom, listen to me, listen to me. And he's trying to sell now. He says, you, you, you know, you're paying that lady 15 cents a day to walk with me and walk home. I, I, I'll only charge you a nickel and you keep the other 10 cents. I, I, just let me walk. She said, okay. For all that year, he walked to school and walked home. Well, the family was coming over the holidays, and the little boy was just kind of bragging about how big he was. And I'm a big boy now. You know, I'm going to school, and I'm walking there by myself, and I'm coming home. And that's about all the mom could take. She finally said, son, I hate to bust your bubble, Michael, but listen to me. You've never walked to school one day in your life. He says, no, mom, I've been walking to school. No, you haven't. Son, I've been letting you go about three houses up, and then I, I start out my door. And after school, I, I'm across the street. And when you're halfway, I'm right behind you. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. You may not have seen him, but he was there. Your problem is you see where he is, where you are. Well, God saw where you came from. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Besides your mother-in-law, aren't you the most surprised you're even in the ministry? I mean, I mean, you look, you look around. I mean, for, I, I, maybe it's not you, I, but for me, I'm kind of saying, I had a mechanical bypass when I was little. I can't fix anything. I can't fix anything. My wife can fix anything. My, I can't fix anything. I can't cook. I'm sure that the angels looked around and said, what are we going to do with him? God, God, I don't know. Call him into the ministry, I guess. Let the church take care of him. I don't know what we're going to do with him. My, my little son, Andy, one time had a, a truck, and he went, Mom! And that hurt my feelings. I, I, I said, uh, hey, bring that truck over here. I, let Dad look at it. I promise you, this is what he said. Dad, it's okay. You pray. Mom will fix it. I knew right then. What else could I do? What else could I do? Here's the second thing he said. Make sure, Nathan, you tell David. He sees his hands, but I see his heart. I don't know about you, but when God quiets my hands, it quivers my heart. And when God says no to a dream... Sometimes I forget the grace of God, and all I can think of is, must be something I did wrong. God said no. You ever been there? 
See, you don't really know the story till you look at it in Second Chronicles 6 and verse 8. It says, because it was in your heart to build a temple for my name. You did well that it was in your heart. Solomon said, it was in my daddy's heart to build this temple. Can I tell you something? God is the only person I know who pays us and rewards us, not just for what we did, but what we wanted to do. You were going to grow that vibrant church. All of your kids would be wholly walking with God. You were going to have an exemplary marriage. Your work was going to get recognized. You may be sitting here today thinking, I'm not that great of a pastor, nor am I really that great of a parent. But let me ask you something. Was it in your heart to be? Maybe you didn't win that friend to Christ, but was it in your heart to win him to Christ? You did well that it was in your heart. Later, God told Nathan the reason... God said, Nathan, you you have to tell David the reason he can't build this temple is because he has blood on his hands. Blood on his hands, 1 Chronicles 22, verse 8. And a lot of theologians, a lot of people think, well, that was because of Bathsheba and because he killed Uriah. That's not the blood he's talking about. No, no, no. The blood he's talking about is that David was a fighter and a warrior. And he battled all of his life. And God uses two types of people in ministry, and sometimes we forget that. There are battlers and there are builders. And if you're at a place right now where, I mean, it's been easy sailing, somebody fought hell by the acre before you got there, and they were battle. And if you're here right now, and, and they're saying things about you and your community, and you're pretty discouraged about those lies, and you feel like you're fighting hell by the acre. You're a battler. And God knows who you are. And he doesn't just see your hands. He sees your heart. I came here, as Bill said, in 1989 from Bellevue Baptist Church. Six weeks before I came here, uh, after I came here, actually, they moved in to a, a $34 million campus, over 340 acres. They got eight miles of curb. They got 31 miles of asphalt parking, 1,285 doors, 65 water fountains, 50 restrooms, 200 staff members. And they bought the land clandestinely with five businessmen in the church that all came together and bought all the land around it, 340 acres. And what very few people know, maybe even at Bellevue, what they if you know, is one of the landowners told one of the businessmen, and the businessmen, when he called everybody together and they were talking, comparing stories about buying this land, he said, hey, I gotta, you guys have got to hear this story. The piece of property that I bought was owned by an old Baptist preacher that walked every day on the ground and said, God, would you, would you put a church here one day? And it seemed like to him God said no. But his failure was not God's failure. And he had no idea why they were buying that land. 
But God had every idea why. No, no, no. You tell David. He, he sees today, but I see tomorrow. He sees his hands. I see his heart. He sees where he is. I see where he came from. But make sure he, make sure he knows this. He's looking at today, and I'm looking at tomorrow. Tell him I won't build him a house. And he uses the word in 2 Samuel 7, also in 1 Chronicles, and he says it three times, forever, forever, forever. And that's for Hi, this is Bill Bunkley. If you are employed in the healthcare industry, I want to ask you, are you getting the most you can out of your relationship with your employer, and more importantly, the relationship you have with your patients? If you are not where you want to be in your career, I want you to consider working for Care Team Home Health Care. Care Team has repeatedly been recognized by the Tampa Bay Times as one of the top workplaces in Tampa Bay, which is an incredible honor. The Care Team environment is that of a collaboration where everybody on the team works together to give their patients the best care. Meaningful job assignments. Pay is commensurate with experience. This is a family-run Tampa company with deep roots in our Christian community. RNs, LPNs, home health care aides, certified nurse assistants, care team is adding to their team. Apply in person at 3311 West Kennedy Boulevard in Tampa. You can learn more at careteamhomecare.com. That's careteamhomecare.com. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Coast Tax. We started our company 10 years ago in an effort to help our fellow Christians experiencing tax issues resolve their matters by taking a simple three-step approach. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys that specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We're also a small firm who will treat you like family, not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. As we return to today's keynote address of our 20th annual Pastor Appreciation Day event, held out at Armature Works featuring retired pastor Ken Witten and part two of his address today. Let's get back to it now. Hey, can I tell you something? There's only been three temples ever built, only three. Solomon built this one, David helped him, David financed it. And it stood till 589, till Nebuchadnezzar destroyed it. Then Zerubbabel built one after the captivity. When they returned from the captivity, Zerubbabel built one. You read it in the book of Nehemiah and, and, and 527. And it lasted till 168 B.C. that that temple stood. Well, then Herod built one in A.D. 19, but the Romans destroyed it in A.D. 70. And today, when you go to Jerusalem, on the very site that Herod's temple resides is what is called the Dome of the Rock. It's a Muslim mosque right there where Herod's temple, where Jesus walked in, was dedicated when he walked in. Parents brought him there, that that place. So much for everlasting memorials to God. Do you know how many temples there are standing today? 
You know what is standing? The book of Psalms. Oh, there's something else standing. The seed of David. I'm going to build this something that's going to last forever. And I want to say to you as a, as a pastor, you haven't preached your last sermon yet. The next Billy Graham may be walking down that aisle this Sunday because God sees you tomorrow. And about Roy Regals, the coach said, Nib Price, he said, the same team that started the first half starts the second half. Everybody's getting up and walk out except Roy Regals. He said, Roy, same team, first half, second half. Let's go. He said, Coach, I can't do that. He said, what do you mean? I've embarrassed you. I've embarrassed my family. I've embarrassed my school. I've embarrassed myself. I'm not going back out there. And Nibs Price said to him what faith talk and Salem broadcasts and saying to you, this thing's only half over. And Nibs Price said he played the best second half he'd ever seen in his life. Yeah, they fell short, but he didn't quit. I'm going to close, but I asked the folks to do something. They were gracious enough, and you, you may not even see it because it's white and it blends in with everything, but I've got a yellow one right here. But right in front of you on your table is a, is a balloon. I'm not going to ask you to blow it up. Just I want you to hold it because I want you to put it in your pocket, and I want to tell you a story. we close. People who know me know that I loved my spiritual daddy, Adrian Rogers, and growing up, I would have loved a man in my denomination who's home to be with the Lord. His son committed suicide. And his name was Ron Dunn. Nobody could tell a story like Ron Dunn. Ron said that when Six Flags Over Texas opened up, the kids were all talking about it. He said, I got really four kids. I got three kids. I got my daughter, and I got Ronnie, and I got Stephen, and then I got my wife. She's the fourth kid in our family. They all love it. And he said, I hate them. I hate, I hate all. I hate roller coaster rides. I, I hate it all. But they all were saying, Dad, it's opening up, and it's, we need to spend time together. And it's, he's going, it's about quality time, so I'll go, I'll go. He said, well, you know, you got to get up, you know, dawn. And he said, we had to be the first ones there. And he said, and then we, we, we parked. And on the way there, my wife said, honey, do, do you remember what row we parked in? And he went, huh? And they went in, and he said, and back then, when they first get in, he said, it cost me 100 bucks to get in. It was 100 bucks. And he said, and then you got to feed them when they're out there. He said, we're looking for the shortest lines. And he said, then they, they lie to us because they're serpentine lines. About the time you get on the corner, you're fighting another line. And he said, and I spent a hundred bucks. I just a hundred bucks. And I've had to feed these kids. Well, he says, it's about six o'clock. And he says to his kids, hey, has it been fun today? Have you had a great time? I've had a great time. You guys ready to go? This is Saturday. I got church tomorrow. They go, go. This place doesn't close till midnight. We got six more hours. Ron said, yeah, and then you got to feed them more, and I've already spent a hundred bucks. He said, I rode every log roll. They always put me in the front so the water would hit me, and I hated every minute of it, but I, you know, but I love my kids. And he said, we watched the fireworks, and then we finally found our car, and then you got to fight traffic going on. And he said, it's about one o'clock in the morning. He said, and I'm thinking to myself, I, I got to get up in about four hours. And he said, and he fight the traffic getting out. And he said, we're, we're going down the road. And all of a sudden, here's what I hear. He said, what's wrong? They said, we didn't get a balloon. He said, what did you say? And the other one went, yeah. Yeah, you, you said we'd get a balloon. 
and we didn't get a balloon. He said, blame it on the flesh, blame it on the devil, blame it on whatever you want. He said, I lost it. I pulled the car over. I shoved it in park. I turned around and said, now, what did you say? He said, we, we didn't get a balloon. A balloon? All the things I've done for you, and that's what you're going to remember? You didn't, what you didn't get? He said, I, I'm soaking wet. I've ridden the log roll. I spent a hundred bucks on you kid today. And then the food on top of that. And his wife said, honey, what's going on? He said, and I hadn't heard a thank you out of you either. He said, I was giving it all of them. And he said, and she put her hand on my leg and said, Ron, Ronnie, they're just kids. They're just kids. He said, I pulled out that road. And God said, you know, Ron, that's, that's sometimes how I think. All the things I've ever done for you, this is what you remember. The one thing you didn't get. <laughs> I want a, a balloon. I want you to take this home and put it somewhere. Well, you'll remember this story. And you'll remember God saying to you, I know you see where you are. I see where you came from. I know you're looking at your hands, but I, I know what's in your heart. And I know you're looking at your today. You can't see your tomorrow. I got that too. Father, I thank you to these pastors today that we at Salem and at Faith Talk can just say to them, hey, second half, let's go back out there. We have an enemy that's already been defeated. Uh, this isn't about us building a legacy or building a big church. It's about us being faithful to the very end, a faithful dad and a mom, a husband and wife, a faithful son or daughter to you, and faithful to our church. We are fully aware as the enemy was mean to you, he's mean to us too. I thank you for a ministry like Faith Talk in Salem that would spend multiplied thousands of dollars and sponsors around them to say, hey, let's do this. Let's encourage a pastor today who's just thinking about quitting. And when you tell us no, may we know that all those no's are rooted in so many more yeses. So Lord, help us not to forget some things we need to remember. And help us not to remember some things today under the blood that need to be forgotten. We love you. Thank you for calling us. We'd have never called ourselves. We're going out there second half because we win. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen. And that's retired Pastor Ken Witten with his inspiring address earlier today at the Faith Talk Tampa 20th Annual Pastors Appreciation Day event at Armature Works, where hundreds of pastors gathered to this event, which honors them and their tireless efforts year-round to spread the gospel here in West Central Florida. And we can't thank them enough for what they do. And uh, we also thank retired Pastor Ken Witten for his words of encouragement today. And we thank you for tuning in today for this special recap. I'm Dave Strop. Have a great evening, and I'll see you again in the morning tomorrow here on Faith Talk Tampa. This decade is looking like the worst one to re-